Are you sick of doing self-tape auditions with nothing or little to show for it? Do you stress over how your submissions are being perceived by others? Do you think there might be something missing from your videos that put you in the no category? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, you've come to the right place. Using today's power tips for self-tape will possibly have you singing, we're in the money and not stormy weather. <laughs> Welcome to Casting Actors Cast, the podcast and video for actors. Each week, we provide practical, useful information to advance your craft and your career in the business of show. And now, here's your host, casting director Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Casting Actress Cast. I'm casting partner Jeffrey Dreisbach with the McCorkle Group in New York. How are you today? I hope you're having a good day. And yes, today we're going to be doing some self-tape power tips. These are things that I've mentioned casually before, but we need to go a little more in depth because I have seen many, many auditions recently that haven't included some of these little tiny things that can make a big impact. So you're going to want to stick around for this particular episode. But first, this is that moment of the podcast where I get to say thank you so much for tuning in to Casting Actress Cast. It's great having you here today. So listen, do check out the website, castingactorscast, all one word, dot com. There you're going to find some additional information about the patios, the podcast videos, but also you're going to see Jeff's jots. These are show notes based on each of the corresponding episodes. So you can have your own downloadable, printable, PDF sheet, one page of each episode. And so you'll see the show notes that I use for the patios, the podcast videos. Additionally, if you fill out that form that says dive into the talent pool, you're going to find um, some really cool stuff, I think. One is a book that I wrote on voiceover work called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voiceover workshop for professional actors. It's a 100-page PDF absolutely free for you to download, to print out, to use on your reader any way you like. This is going to be, I think, very, very invaluable for those of you who are interested in pursuing some voiceover stuff. The second thing is a free video that I put together. It's 20 minutes. It's an exclusive video. No one else gets this video except you when you fill out this form. It's called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. Uh, it's really kind of fun. It's just 20 minutes of your time, and I think you're going to find it a really interesting perspective on the process of not only auditioning, but how casting actually thinks of actors for their projects. So I think you'll find that useful as well. And finally, here's my shout out to my really good friends at Actors Connection, actorsconnection.com slash New York. Hello to Colleen and Tony. Do check them out. There are professionals in the industry teaching all kinds of classes, workshops, and seminars. You owe it to yourself just to check out the website and jump into that pool as well, uh, actorsconnection.com slash New York. So thank you for all of that. So let's talk about your tips, your self-tape tips. First and foremost, if you are not doing some of these things I'm suggesting, don't beat yourself up because you haven't done it in the past. This is a new day. And maybe some of these suggestions are really going to be the tipping point for you. So stay open to the concept. And I'll do my very best to explain the reason behind 
some of these suggestions that I'm making for your self-tape. Now, I don't necessarily think these are mistakes or not including these things I'm suggesting today are mistakes in your submissions, but they really are something that you should think about in order to, in my view, up your game a little bit, up the professionalism of what you are sending to casting directors and people who are in a position to hire you. So let's go into some of these tips. Here's tip number one, in no particular order of, of importance at all. These are just a handful of tips that I want to share with you that I think are of value. One, slate yourself appropriately for the material. I can't tell you, it's just so funny to me that the slate at the top, which by the way needs to be a separate video, um, if you've got material that is dark, that is intense, that is um, heavy, um, I suggest you don't put on your smiley face and be this exuberant personality in your slating. Does that make sense? That doesn't mean you have to act through your slate. It does mean to get in touch with that part of you that is representative of the mood that the piece you're auditioning for is in. Conversely, if you're doing a lighthearted comedy and it's a film and it's really a fun film, you know, your slate should reflect the energy you perceive that film to be about. It's just a helpful way of making connections to the material before you've even gotten into the material. Make sense? So I've seen actors get very kind of, you know, matter of fact in their slate or even worse. Yeah, I've seen people who look like with all due respect to people who work in funeral homes, if you're a funeral director and you're trying to audition for a comedy, perhaps you might want to think about your slate being something a little on the lighter side. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think that that makes sense. So just be aware that your slate does make a first impression and first impressions can be quite important. So slate yourself appropriately for the material. Number two, a technical thing that I wish more actors would do, and I think you should vary the shot for your slate. As you know, a slate should be a separate piece of video. You can join it together if you'd like, but you can also send it separately, depending upon what the request of the casting director is. But when I say vary the shot, if you're auditioning for a film and television role, you're gonna be shooting yourself from the chest up. Why not do a slate that has more of your body in it? In other words, put the camera back a little bit further. Have a little bit more distance between you and the camera as you introduce yourself. Being natural in front of the camera in your slate really is a great way of inviting me into your world. And so therefore, when you vary the shot, you're giving me additional information about you. Um, for example, Another, the opposite example is if you're doing a, a theater audition, why not slate from the chest up? That's a little bit more intimate. That's a little closer. And then the audition itself is from waist up for theater. So you see what I'm doing. I'm giving opportunities to see you in a couple of different ways. And that, I believe, is an excellent way to give me more variety and more versatility in who you are when you do your audition. Number three, and I don't see this very often, but I'm going to suggest it again. I mention it all the time, and I'm not seeing it as often as I would like. And you may um, have a reason for not doing this. That's okay. But just hear me out. 
It's what I call the end card strategy. At the end of your audition, cut to your headshot with a graphic that says thank you for watching and some contact information, your cell phone, your agent number, uh, your website, your email, whatever, or all of the above if you want. But closing out the audition with a thank you and then showing your headshot, for example, you could put it in the corner or could use the entire space for your headshot. It's just a great strategy for marketing your headshot. Because if that headshot corresponds to the headshot that's an actor's access, if that headshot is the same headshot that I'm comfortable and familiar with because I've seen it for a while, now you're including it at the end of your audition, it does trigger a level of professionalism that I think is lost. So it's a unique opportunity for actors who are listening to this podcast to give that a shot. An end card strategy, I think, is a great way to close out any audition. All right, moving on from that, here's a power tip. Full body scans that are requested for you are never a good idea. But Jeff, they said I have to do a full body scan. I have to stand there when someone holds the camera and goes up and down my body, and then I turn and give a, a sideways shot, and now I'm, the camera's going up and down, and, and I'm standing there, and I feel foolish, and it's invasive and weird. It's all of those things, so don't do it. Full body scan shots, I just think are gross. <laughs> I do. I just think that they're so weird. It's like it, it's like invasive where you're just standing there and someone is, is scanning you um, with their your cell phone. Um, I, I don't like it at all because there is a better solution that provides the same information without you having to stand there feeling uncomfortable because that's never comfortable. <laughs> and here's the answer. When you are in a really having a good day and you're wearing a really nice outfit, take a single vertical, holding your cell phone as someone's doing it for you, vertical shot of your full body. Then turn sideways and get a full shot of your side shot. Here's the thing. Import that that shot, that picture into your video. Now you're going to do the Ken Burns effect that starts at the top of your head and slowly moves down the photograph. Not you live anymore, but now we're going down the photograph so that we get the same information. But now you are in control of how you are presenting yourself. You're not just providing something that they're asking for. You're in control because you look good, you feel good. You're still providing that same information by giving them a, a complete body look so that they can see your physicality. That's all that they're, re that, that's the entire reason they're asking for it. But now, because it's a still photograph that you're simply moving up and down, the POV of that Ken Burns effect is enough to answer that question. It looks more professional, it has, it's less invasive feeling, and it's just a smart thing. If you put that at the top of your video and on the right-hand side you have additional slate information or you split the screen where you're now talking into the lens of the camera and introducing yourself while the scan is going on, now you're giving it a professional touch that is not rude, it's not weird, and it doesn't take more time for your submission because you've already got that shot. You're complete control at that point. All right. 
I think that's a great power tip. I'd love to, to hear from you and see if that was successful, if that's worked for you. Please uh, feel free to reach out by email, castingactorscast at gmail.com, or you can do it through the website, castingactorscast.com, if you will. I'd love to hear back from you if that's something that you've just tried. All right, moving on from there, number five, use props only if you have to or they request that you use props. If there is a specific piece of propage <laughs> that you need to have, then by all means you have to do it. Also, I have no problems about pantomiming. Holding the phone by making a fist and holding it up to your cheek is absolutely fine. As long as, and this is important, as long as you're not trying to draw attention to the fact that you're pantomiming or you're giving undue focus to the fact that you have a prop, a drink, a cigarette, or whatever. But only if you have to or if it's been requested, but be very, ooh, here's a good word, cognizant of not giving it more attention. You know, when People in life, they're sitting at a bar and having a cocktail. They don't make a big deal of having the cocktail. The cocktail is simply there to just service you at that moment. That's all a prop should be. Too many times I see the prop becomes the center or the focal point of the audition, and that's a ruined audition. That doesn't help you at all. So again, props only if you have to, or if it is requested that we'd like to see you holding a dog leash, <laughs> then you know what? Okay, then do that. That's fine. But please don't give it more attention than it needs. Here's another power tip. And I think this is really, this is a good one as far as I'm concerned. Never enter or exit the frame. Never. Okay, unless it is absolutely necessary. When you leave or when you make an entrance into the frame of your self-tape submission, I find it extremely jarring. I also find it, it takes up more time than it needs to. Let the intention of your entrance or your exit simply be a turn of the head or your body into the scene. Do not take the time to exit or enter um, it just it just takes up too much time, and it's it's really kind of harsh. It reminds us that you're doing a self tape audition rather than keeping us focused on what's happening within the scene. I hope that makes sense. Um, the exception, if it's absolutely necessary, sometimes uh, occasionally we're doing this um, this comedy film called When I Was Human, and it's really a cute story. And so the the, the dog. Um, the pet turns into a human to try and save the master, the girl, um, in her life. <laughs> and it's really hilarious. And so the way that the audition scene was written is it just makes perfect sense that the dog licks the human, turn, the dog turns human, licks his own hand, and then makes a beeline for the door, just like a dog would, but now he's human, so it becomes really, really funny. Well, guess what? That might be a really funny moment to exit that frame in that way. It might leave us with a beat that really does amplify the humor of that audition. So that would be an exception to that. But you know what I'm talking about, using your own common sense. But generally speaking, don't make it a habit and certainly don't 
try to enter and exit every audition because it's just way distracting. And it, it would discount you and you might be discounted and not even know the reason why. And that person who's saying, oh, that's not quite what we're looking for. And that might just be because of something weird physically that you've done like that. I promise you, it's just not a good idea. Number seven. All right. Sorry, I kind of waxed on a little intense about that. <laughs> so number seven, use your headshot when you can. I talked about this earlier when you're doing an end screen or an end card, but consider using your headshot as a slate. Um, the more that you can market your headshot along with you and the fact that you have an excellent headshot that looks like you and it's the same thing I see when I go to Actors Access or I go to IMDb, now you're giving me a marketing strategy so that your headshot is part of your brand. And I think that that's a really cool idea. So if you can use your headshot, if you can use your headshot in place of a slate or at the end card, Think about ways in which that headshot can be really helpful to you. Here's another example. If you've got, let's say, a very serious, heavy scene, and you don't want to do sort of a smiling, happy, live slate at the top, why not just your headshot? Why not just give me your headshot with the information that is requested on the slate? Your name, the name of the character, the name of the product, and your height. Why not just use that as your headshot with dead silence? then a slow fade out on a count of four or five, and then come up. Now you're in the moment, in the scene, auditioning. See, dramatic effect can really be something you can explore with some of these technical elements that you choose to put into your audition. Now, obviously, I'm not going to go over this. Again, I've done many, many podcasts. I've even evaluated actors who've sent in their podcast to me to evaluate on the podcast. So obviously, I know you know about good sound and lighting and framing yourself. I don't want to spend any more time on that. I will suggest if you're not as comfortable with the quality of your sound, if you don't feel that the lighting is the way it should be, I implore you to please tune into Check out some of those past patios, those past podcast videos, because I think you'll find a lot of really useful information. Number nine, follow the casting director's request for what they want, their how-tos. This is a big deal. I can make all of these tips and suggestions to you, but if you do them with total disregard of what the casting director is asking for, you're gonna find yourself in a mess. So don't do that, really important. If the casting director is asking for certain ways to be done, then go ahead and do what they ask for because I know, um, I wouldn't include myself in this category, but there are many, many casting directors who want it exactly the way that they want it. Now, there might be a good reason for it, so I'm not trying to debate that, but I'm just saying, if the casting director sends a list of instructions about how to do the self-tape, follow those instructions. If there is not information about certain elements, elements like maybe we're talking about today, then now you go ahead and do some of those tips. I think you'll find that to be really helpful. So don't just go with reckless abandon. <laughs> really do follow the suggestions that other casting directors might be making. Now, number 10, the three-take rule. Okay, don't hate me for this, but honestly, 
if you get into the habit of doing every audition in three takes, do the preparation and then record it only three times. I promise you, you're subjecting yourself to a very healthy approach to the work. Uh, number one, there's no um, director in America that's going to say at a callback, let's just do it as many times as you like until you feel good. When you show up on the set, there's no director on a set that's going to say, let's just keep doing it until you're happy. That doesn't happen. So why are you conditioning yourself with doing multiple, multiple takes? You're doing 10, 15, 20 takes. You've lost count. You now know, have no idea which take was better than the other. You've lost all objectivity. You're hungry, you're angry, you're lonely, and you're tired. Okay, that spells halt. <laughs> Please, give yourself the conditioning of what the three-take rule is all about you're going to find that the adrenaline rush, the nerves, all of that is gonna go into the audition just like it's going to when you have a callback, just like it feels when you're on the set. That is appropriate conditioning for you. All right, number 11, move on after the submission. Once you push that send button, or once you upload that to Actors Access, it's time for you to move on. Turn off the camera, turn off the video, you're done, take a break. And you're going to feel so much better. If you still are re-auditioning in your head, you're wasting so much time and energy and you're only creating stress for yourself. So be very, very careful about that. Just make sure that the process of sending your video to whoever needs it ends the voices in your head that are always talking at you about your auditioning. Please do that for yourself. Number 12, here's a great suggestion, and this is also, I think, an excellent power tip, and that is streamline your process where possible. Your, your process in terms of learning the script, of your setup, all of those things can be streamlined and efficient for yourself. Where you're shooting, how the lighting is set up, all of that technical stuff, the way in which you approach the script that you're given, all of those things can be really, really thought through a little bit more. Don't just feel like you're winging it. You're going to feel so much better if you have a structure in place for setting it up, for working on the script, and for getting an audition completed. Now, the best power tips are the ones that you think through. Here are some examples of some things I would like you to be able to say to yourself. A self-tape submission is only a moment in time. <laughs> How'd you do with that one? Here's another thing you should be able to say to yourself. I have done the best I can with this submission. Here's another one. I did not let the technical challenges prevent me from good choices in my acting. Okay, let's move on. I show a unique point of view for the character. An audition is not an event. Now, you've heard me say that before, right? Let's move on. Here's another quote that I would love for you to repeat, to have after you've completed your audition. I have no expectations after I submit my audition. Moving on from there, I can actually find it fun to self-tape. Come on, 
You know that that's a great goal to have. Any opportunity to act is something to be celebrated. Knowing these tips along with the right mental attitude will not only make this audition task more successful for you, but it will change the overall approach to the work for the better. Just try it. I need you to tell me your success story when you do your next self-tape, castingactorscast at gmail.com. And know that with every power tip comes a power performance. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. This is Casting Actors Cast. Thank you for joining Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez. 